What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Built Different Podcast. My name is Zach Clinton. I'll be your host. And as we continue to grow, I'll have friends joining me each week to interview some of the leading experts in the fields of motivational speaking, mental health, ministry, and even sports. Our goal is to instill hope, encouragement, and motivation in and through your life today. And our prayer is that after each episode, you'd be more equipped and encouraged to look, love, and live more like Christ from the inside out. That's our definition of what it means to be built different. So I hope you're ready. You better buckle up. Let's roll. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to our month of motivation here on the Built Different Podcast. And I am so excited and eager to share with you guys our interview today. But before we get there, why I think today's episode is so powerful and so significant in this series is because it's really called Life Reset, Flipping the Script. What does that mean? So many of us, man, we go through difficult moments in our life, as I've mentioned in the past, and our pain can almost become our prison cell, our past, our mistakes, our previous bad decisions. We almost allow them to define us in life, and we kind of take this victim mindset throughout everything that we do. I always love to say that, unfortunately, our perspective most of the time is what holds us on the canvas of the ring in life. Sometimes we just have to get back up. Sometimes we just have to understand that our pain can become our greatest purpose. And sometimes we just have to accept where we're at to keep taking steps forward to where we want to go and to where we want to be. Today's episode is all about how we can begin implementing positive change in our lives and understand that we don't have to accept where we're at in life. We don't have to just stay here on the canvas of the ring, but that we can do something about it. Today's guest is someone who is very, very near and dear to my heart. Um, he is the president of the American Association of Christian Counselors. He's the executive director of the Global Center for Mental Health Addiction and Recovery at Liberty University, the co-host of Dr. James Dobson's Family Talk, heard on over 1,400 radio outlets daily. He hosts a show titled The Road Forward on Real America's Voice News. He's a licensed professional counselor and marriage and family therapist, and he has just walked alongside of countless individuals, including pastors and tons of professional athletes and so many others throughout the years. He's walked um, alongside of me as my best friend for the past 27 years. Our guest today on the Built Different Podcast is my dad, Dr. Tim Clinton. Let me tell you something about this guy. I have watched him and really the reason I shared even in the podcast episode and in the interview, the reason why I got into the mental health field and the reason why I have followed in my dad's footsteps here at AACC and um, just mental health and ministry in general is just because I have seen the impact and the influence that he has had just in the way that he cares for others, the way that he loves others. What he mentions in the podcast is the potential he sees in others. It's something that has always, I would say, sparked me. And I can say this with, um, I would say, full confidence tw at 27 years of age, I still want to be just like my dad. Like he is, he's that kind of person to me. And I know he's that kind of person to so many others as well. My prayer is that in and through today's episode, you would be given this game plan that we walk through together as to how you can begin sparking and implementing and sustaining positive change in your own life to begin flipping the script, rewriting the narrative that you wish were different. My friends, you have the ability to do something about it today. You have the ability to control what you can control and really enact and bring about the change that you are looking for. So without further ado, I want to dive into the interview today. And I just want to introduce you guys to my hero and my dad. Please help me welcome Dr. Tim Clinton. 
Dad, thanks so much for joining us today. Great to be here, Zach. Um, always love doing this. Dad, you know, um, it's been such a blessing of mine throughout the years to have conversations like this that hopefully spark some hope, encouragement, motivation, not only into my life, but countless others. You know, I think why you're a great guest for this month of motivation for us here on the Build Different Podcast is because I've seen you instill what I would say such impact and influence, not only in my life, all 27 years of life, but also, I mean, countless other individuals from pastors to professional athletes to just the regular day person. And so dad, you know, Obviously, my favorite role you play is being the dad of Megan and I, and obviously now stewarding Ben and Evelyn and Olivia and Sophia, being married to mom. You're just a family man. But your kind of your professional role is you're also the president of the American Association of Christian Counselors. You're the executive director of the Global Center for Mental Health Addiction and Recovery at Liberty University. You're the co-host of Dr. James Dobson's Family Talk, heard on over 1,400 radio outlets daily. You also host a show titled The Road Forward on Real America's Voice. News. You're a licensed professional counselor, a licensed professional marriage and family therapist. You have a lot of different hats that you wear, but it's evident that you have a passion for helping instill what I would say change and producing change in the lives of others. Dad, where did this passion ultimately come from? You know, deep down inside of me, I think two things kind of motivate me. One is um, potential, Uh, seeing potential in people. I love to um, walk out on a ball field and you can, you can just see uh, there's uh, maybe a diamond in the rough, but there's some stuff there to work with. Yeah. And being, being able to help somebody release that mm. is joyful. That's right. I mean, getting them to that place where all of a sudden everything's lining up and it's clicking. Yeah. The other side of me knows that there's also a battle to fight. Mm. The challenges always come. And usually what separates everybody is adversity or pressure. Yep. And so if you can figure that piece out, in other words, everybody kind of looks pretty good. You, you go to practice, you work hard, you do things right. But when the pressure factor comes in, it's the game changer. So mm-hmm. learned that lesson long time ago. Um, probably the most significant thing was when my kid sister, Candace, uh, was involved in a car accident. Mm-hmm. And, uh, had to watch her go through a, what's called a traumatic brain injury. Yep. She had to recover from all of it. The recovery process was horrible. She was 28 days comatose. Um, I pretty much became like a dad. I was 16. She was 14 at the time. Mm. Used to go and help her uh, go through this process. She had to learn how to eat again, how to walk. Mm. She would bite you. She had like so much pent up frustration inside of her because she couldn't get anything to come together right. with her body and her mind and her spirit and more. Watching her migrate through that process Mm. just said you know what in a lot of ways we all have battles to fight that's right if you can help someone overcome that puts a lot of joy down inside of you Mm. my dad papa c was the kindest man i've ever met right and i always uh, loved how he put life into people Mm. i think god put that in my heart and then just going through um Counselor training and more, it just became um, fire Hmm. inside of me to want to help people break free. I love that, Dad. Kind of what you've always taught me is that idea of like, that's what a coach can do for somebody, right? It's not about creating more talent for someone. It's about releasing the talent. Like you said, the potential that's already buried, maybe hidden within other people. And I think that's why 
I really got into the counseling profession and followed in your footsteps because I saw, like I said, the impact you were able to have and just walking alongside of people to making them feel, I would say, so important and seen and loved and cared for and what that did by helping others break free. And I think that's the heart of today's episode. The title is Life Reset flipping the script. And really what I want our listeners to get out of this is an understanding for how they can create change or change the culture of their life, their relationships, and so much more. That being said, you know, I read a quote the other day that said, the first step in getting more out of life is understanding that you've been accepting less. I've always heard it said that if there's a goal or a dream or an aspiration that we're trying to reach or trying to attain, the first step is understanding where we're starting from. Dad, what would you say to the person out there today who's maybe dissatisfied with where they're at in life? Maybe they're contributing or continuing uh, to accept this victim mentality, right? Letting their past or their mistakes or their wounds define their present and their future. What would you say to that person? Well, if, you, if you're in a place where um, you know it's not the way it's supposed to be, if, yeah. you, if you're in a place where you're thinking, I need to do something different, that's not a bad place to be. Right. At least you know something needs to change. That's right. If you can identify that for a moment, then you can lay a foundation that says, okay, when I've, I saw Dave Ramsey recently do this, mm. when you've had it, when you're done, when you've had enough, then you'll probably make a decision to what? Change. Change. In the midst of that, you've got to realize that you can't just allow yourself to sit back and suck air. Mm. In other words, you can't just, quote, be a victim. Right. Now, a lot of people have justified reasons for having the wind knocked out of them. Mm. A lot of people, yeah, they, they, they've got circumstances that they can't control. While you can't control your circumstances, you can control how you respond or react to your circumstances. Right. See, if hope isn't staring you in the mirror when you wake up in the morning, in other words, if you don't have some wiring inside of you that says, hey, we can get through this. Mm. Uh, you're right. You're in trouble. Yeah. But boy, I'll tell you what, if you can align the stars and you can get just one foot going in front of another and you can just start taking measured steps, mm. you can begin to see change happen. That's right. And there's nothing like creating success by having success. Mm -hmm. I love that piece up on the Internet that says, hey, you want to change your life? Get up and make your bed. In other words, get something going in the right direction. Right. Get something going because that'll create that same impetus all day long. Mm. That's the stuff that needs to happen. Right. And I love what you're saying because there's that old quote that I've been reciting kind of recently is that in a moment, everything can change. We all get that. We all get blindsided by life, but we forget the latter half of that quote that also in a moment, we can change everything. You've been saying recently, change takes a decision. And we say in counseling all the time, one of the hardest things I think in helping people create change is helping them understand that, yes, what's happened in their past, they may not have deserved, right? But taking responsibility then for their present in their future. What would you say in that aspect of helping someone take responsibility today of the life that they're living? Well, I, I think it's all about adjustments. Yeah. So we begin to make adjustments is what we're doing. We realize what we're doing, where we're at, What's happening right now isn't okay. Mm. It's something's got to change. And so we don't make excuses anymore. We make decisions. Yep. We take steps in the right direction. We make an adjustment. Mm. When you begin to start making adjustments, hey, it may take a journey. For example, yeah. we know this in, in, in athletics that, hey, 
the higher you go, the more the skill gap closes yep. and the more everybody looks like each other. So the real battle is whether or not you can win the battle here in your mind. Mm. And the mind is the most powerful thing in the whole world. Yeah. By the way, it can be creative and beautiful or it can be toxic mm. and turbulent mm. and wild. That's right. And getting control, for example, of your mind, learning to think positively versus allowing yourself to go into the gutter. Mm. See, you start developing ruts. When I was a kid growing up, we grew up on the farm in central Pennsylvania. Yeah. Uh, one of the neighboring farms, they'd get the tractors out, and that one, there was a field that there was just a mud pit. Mm. Uh, they get the tractors out on that thing would develop ruts like you've never seen in your life. Right. One time, the tractor got stuck down in that thing, and then it, it was crazy. It, I don't know how many machines they had down in there trying to get that tractor out. <laughs> See, I think people begin to develop ruts so bad. Mm. They develop such bad habits. Right. You know that? And it's going to take work. This is what we love to do. Yeah. Coming alongside of people and helping them make the right adjustments. Hey, bringing in a crane if you have to to get that thing up out of there. Right. We'll do whatever it takes to get us where we need to be. Yes. See, if you can develop that mindset, I'll tell you what, you can go to a different place. Mm. And I love what you're saying about habits. John Maxwell, he always says that we all have uphill hopes with downhill habits. And I think at the end of the day, that comes down to understanding that in this life, I think culture and society preaches the drugs of choice are comfort and convenience. We want everything as easy as possible. And like you're saying, it's easy to make excuses. It's easy to kind of choose that victim route or that victim mentality. It's difficult sometimes to make adjustments and to make the right decisions time and time again to kind of transition into that victor mentality. Because you're going to, if, if you're blaming people your whole life, yeah, the problem's always over there. Right. Change has to start in here. Right. You got to draw a circle and step inside the circle and say, hey, listen, let's change what's happening here. Mm -hmm. And hopefully it'll impact what's happening out there. Right. And that's that idea of acceptance, accepting what's happening within me and understanding that that's what I can and what I want to change. Right. Controlling the controllables. Dad, you know, I think when it comes to this, there's another big piece that you always talk about, which is being teachable. I think in this life, right, we're made for one thing, which is relationship with one another. We need one another. We need people to pour into us, to feed us, to challenge us, to grow us, to sharpen us, as scripture would say. Speak in this for a moment, what I would say, the power of relationships and the significant of attachment is I know you're, you're really an expert in the field. When you walk into a room and you realize, for example, with a, with a team that's in trouble, they've got to make adjustments. Often they're screaming, we need help, but everybody has their ears closed. Yeah. They're, they're not there to listen. Hmm. Or you can speak with everything you've got. And it's like going straight over their head. You know why? Because they don't want to receive. Hmm. They want help, but I'm not sure they want to receive. Right. The Bible, Proverbs, I think, 1-7, a fool despises wisdom or instruction. Mm. Think about that. You've got to stay teachable. Yep. Earl Weaver, old baseball coach, said, it's what you learn after you think you know it all mm. that really counts. When you can get to a place where you allow, no, you force yourself to constantly be what? Learning. Yep growing, mm. receiving influence from someone else. Two places that we primarily get information from, think of that, phone, 
four, five, six hours a day or more. Right. Hey, feeding this thing up here. Mm. Be careful what you're putting in there. It's everything. everything. And then number two, the people you hang out with. Show me your friends. I'll show you your future. That's right. Um, Andy Andrews talked about um, maybe it's a time in life when you begin to think about your friend group mm. you know a lot of people say well hey i'd rather hang out with the guys down you know at, at the at the club or whatever because at least they accept me for who i am right maybe it's time to grow up and get beyond the quote accept me for who i am crowd mm. faithful are the wounds of a friend is what scripture says mm. words the words of a wise man are like raindrops on dry ground mm. is what the bible says who are you spending time with? Who are you hanging out with? They're influencing your outcome. Mm. Think about that. Yes, they are. That's really good, Dad. I think when we talk about relationships, they're just so significant. Like you always told me, um, you are who you hang out with. Coach Jackson always says you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Um, when I think about this, Dad, I think a natural tendency, though, in life is when you're sucking air, when things get hard, it's almost like embarrassing, right, to open up to somebody. And I think a lot of times it's because maybe you were previously wounded or you had a bad experience or maybe a bad track record when it came to previous relationships. And so you feel like, well, man, everybody is just like what I've already seen in the past. Everybody's just like those people that hurt me. Everybody's just like those people that wounded me. So we block ourselves off. What would you say to the person today that maybe feels like their natural tendency is that avoidant attachment style? They want to step back. They want to do their own thing. They want to emotionally stuff. They want to get through life on their own. They want to be independent, right? Whereas scripture preaches that dependence on God and really pressing in, not being afraid to ask for help. How do you help a person like that who's trying to go through life alone? I, I think two things. One is you pray like crazy mm -hmm. that God would bring someone into your life that you could accept influence from. Yeah. You know that? And keep yourself from unsafe people. Yeah. In other words, find somebody or, quote, be a safe person for someone else mm -hmm. that may open the door up so you can have that same kind of reciprocal relationship somewhere. You know why? Because we need each other. That's right. We call it people fuel. Yep. When you get around the right people, dynamics happen that are critical mm -hmm. to, quote, sustainability. Mm -hmm. You've got to have that in your life. Have to. A lot of the guys, a lot, lot of the men that I interact with, they have a very small friend group. Yep. Very few of them have a best friend. That's right. Someone they can really trust. Someone they'll listen to. Mm. But I'm going to tell you what. You want to have success, you need to find that somebody. <laughs> every Paul needs a Timothy. Yep. And every Timothy needs a Paul in life. So that's true. What, that's what God pushes us in that direction. We need he each does. other. We need each other. And when we go and transition from not only accepting responsibility for where we're at, right? We're pressing into relationship with one another. And then we get into this idea of what you always say, get something done, right? Get up and do something in life. The world's waiting just for you is a text you've sent me several times throughout the years. And a quote I read the other day said, great success and in terms of this episode, I would, I would say being able to implement the word change in our lives requires great dedication and great amounts of sacrifice. 
something you've always taught me is that there are three kinds of people, right? There are intenders, there are pretenders, and there are contenders. Dad, elaborate on that. I, I think that so often what happens is we, because we're struggling, um, we look for ways to rationalize why we're not getting where we need to be. Right. And sometimes if you use Christian talk, you'll say, I'm waiting on God. Hmm. Waiting on God to do something. Well, maybe God is what? Waiting, waiting on you That's right. to do something. Maybe it's time that you act. What else does he have to do? Does he have to burn your barley fields? What's he have to do to get your attention, to make you realize it's time to do something? Mm. This is a moment where it's time to arise and get after it. Think about that for a moment. What keeps us from doing that? Afraid? Yep. Afraid of what? Embarrassing ourselves? Mm. And failing? Afraid of what the outcome might be? Mm. Fear makes us play small. Right. Fear takes away our game. Fear takes away your dream. Yeah, is what it does. does. And what you need is someone to help you identify your goals, come along and give courage to you in that moment. That's what encouragement is all about. Mm. See, that's that people feel coming back. The best way to get something done is to make a decision mm. and then what? Take bold steps in that direction. That, right. That's what you've got to do. Paul said in Philippians 4, I think verse 9, the things that you have both heard, learned, seen, and witnessed in me, do them. Mm. Do them, and the God of peace will be with you. That's right. It's so true. It's being able to get up and do something with what God has truly blessed us with. And when we talk about actually getting up and doing something, right, with the talents that God has given us already and already bestowed within us, you're not just talking about going through the motions in life or settling for average or mediocre, but you're talking about pushing yourself and being passionate about what you do. People often say that passion is priceless, but I often counter that and say, no, 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 passion's pricey, right? Because most people in our day and age, they believe passion's all about like this love and affection or intimacy with something intimacy with something or someone. But when you actually go back to the Greek and Latin root of the word passion, it actually means to suffer. And so, you know, in a movie people often watch, I would say during the Easter holiday, the passion of the Christ. Yes, it's about the love that Christ had for his people, for his children, more so about that he loved us so much that he was willing to endure the pain of the cross, that he was willing to endure a substitutionary death on our behalf, right? It, it was the passion that held him there, his love for us. He was willing to suffer. And I believe passionate people that understand really this mission and this purpose and often what you say, the why four are the ones that are able to endure the most heat, right? When the fiery furnace gets turned up even more. Dad, help somebody understand today the significance of what it looks like to have a why four, to have a purpose, because that will only fuel their passion as they get up and get moving. How many times have you heard someone say this? He's lost his love for the game. Oh, yeah. She's lost yeah. her love for the game. Yeah, and it's evident. It's just not there anymore. Right. What kind of passion's in him? Not much. What kind of success they're going to have? <laughs> Not a lot. That's the essence of what we're talking about. Right. Whatever you do, Paul said, do it heartily as unto the Lord with everything you've got. Hmm. Don't you love somebody who's got chaos in them? Oh, yeah. They got wild passion. Oh, yeah. They just want to go one more time. Hmm. Just one more time. One more round. Hmm. Why? Because it's wired into them so deep. 
and there's something that happens inside of them that comes alive. Mm-hmm. Passion is a driver. You've got to be passionate. Right? When you, quote, step on the field, when you chase after a dream, what we're saying is go with everything you've got. Right. Bring it all. Don't leave anything back there. Man, passionate people, they will run through a brick wall for their brothers or sisters. They will run through a brick wall for their coach. They'll do whatever it takes to win. Those are the type of people that I you want to You know what I love team. about them, too, is they, they know that when the hard times come, you got to get tough. Yeah. That's right. You got to suck it up. You've, you've got to get to another place. That's right. In order to survive, well, we're going to get what? We're going to get crushed. We're going to get killed. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. That's not what was going to happen here. Mm. And by the way, if you do be this, guess what? We'll get you next time. Right. We're going to keep coming. We'll be right back. I'm going to keep coming. Deion Sanders. <laughs> and I think that as people continue to understand um, the significance and the power of change, then another big step that you highlight and you really hone in on is pushing people to be more forgiving. I believe a lot of people have been wounded in life. We've already talked about that. Maybe they're wounded by people that were supposed to love them the most. And with that, they carry a lot of resentment and bitterness and anger, frustration throughout life. Yet something that is much more easily said than done is understanding that forgiveness is freeing. That help us understand why you put this forgiveness step in this plan that you've developed to really help people change the culture of their lives and relationships. You know, I mentioned earlier that you're going to get knocked down. Right. Um, Difficulties are going to come your way. Hmm. Sometimes you're going to be in a spot where it doesn't make sense. Yeah. And you're wondering what you're doing. Oh, and let me add this. You're going to get hurt. Yeah. Somebody's going to mess you over. Right. Maybe even your best friends. Mm-hmm. Somebody you really care about. And when that happens, what can happen is it can throw you into a spin so much so that the hurt goes deep into your heart. Mm. And you begin to hold on to the pain. Mm. You swallow the pain. Mm. And what it starts doing is it starts coursing through your own veins in such a way that it throws you off kilter, mm. out of whack. And you can't think about anything else. And there's anger. And then there's resentment. And there's bitterness that can build. <laughs> and as it courses throughout your body, the only person that's really hurting is who? Yeah. Yeah. It's like swallowing poison right. is what it's doing. <laughs> and when we talk about forgiveness, and that's why I think Jesus was so big. On helping us understand forgiveness, it, because it's be, it's choosing to release that, right? Choosing to cancel the debt, mm. choosing not to hold that anymore, right? Some people would say that's soft. <laughs> you know that he he deserves what he gets. Well, that's God's work, right? You know that, and what you need to own is letting it go, Mm. choosing to forgive. Forgiveness only takes one person. It doesn't take two. That's right. Reconciliation takes two people. When you forgive, you let that go, and you choose not to let it harbor or do any more damage to you Mm. is what you're doing. You're choosing to rise above it. A lot of people um, harbor 
unforgiveness. Yeah. They harbor that anger, resentment, and bitterness. And it affects their trajectory, their path in life. Mm. Don't let that be a part of your life. That's right. Let it go. Mm. Forgive it. You know how Paul said we can forgive? When you realize how much you've been forgiven too. That's right. God has forgiven you in Christ. Mm. And when you understand what it means to be forgiven, you can forgive. That's why he said, if your brother offends you, 70 times 7, basically, infinity, Mm. what? Forgive him. Forgive her. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. That's a powerful word on how we can choose forgiveness when we've been hurt. Give it a try. It's inherent. Here's, Here's what's amazing. It's inherently therapeutic. It is. It allows healing to take place in your life. It does. It really does. And I would ask you then, Dad, too, what about the person out there who maybe has, we all understand that we all fall short of the glory of God. And we can understand that there's a difference between then motivation and discipline, right? If we're working toward a goal and we're trying to pursue something with all of our heart, yet at the same time, all of a sudden we hit a speed bump, right? And maybe we, we slip up, we fall short one day. I think sometimes the hardest person that we can forgive can be ourselves. A lot of people, man, we're, we're very hard on ourselves. And it's like, man, we fall back into that shame cycle, that shame trap. What would you say to the person today that, man, they're, they're given everything they have, but they fall short, right? One time, and then all of a sudden it opens up this almost like bucket, like the floor drops from underneath them and they fall right back into the muck and mire of life. How can they choose to forgive themselves in those moments to keep getting back up and keep pressing on toward the goal in front of us? That's just part of life. That's right. We're taking three steps forward, Chuck Swindoll used to say, and two steps back. Yeah. In other words, it's all a part of the challenge. Right. Adversity is part of life. Mm. What you do with it, problems aren't the issue. What you do with them determines the outcome. Right. Uh, You can't allow a setback to be your disaster. Mm. You can't. You've got to press through. You've got to learn. We don't, we win or we learn, or we learn. We don't win or lose. We win or we learn. Mm. That's how we approach this thing. And when you, when you take on that fire, Mm. and I mean fire inside of you, I'll tell you what, I really believe that you can go places, even in spite of your circumstances. That's right. God can do something in and through you that only heaven would get the glory for. And what a game plan you've really given us today of what it looks like to implement and to start sparking change within our own lives. I want to kind of hash through some of the steps we've already talked about. As we accept responsibility, we become teachable. We start getting things done. We start growing in our passion. We start to choose forgiveness, the last step that is integral to sustaining then the positive change that we're beginning in our lives, as we've discussed, is to be persistent. There's an old quote that reads, success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. When I see this last step, I think of Norcross and Dick Clemente's change continuum as they move from stage four, which is taking action, to stage five, which is what they call the maintenance stage. And he broke that stage down into two words, perseverance and persistence. 
Dad, as we close, we always on the podcast love to give the last word to our guests. That would hopefully spark some hope, encouragement, and motivation into the lives of our listeners. Dad, what's the word that God has placed on your heart today that would help someone press into perseverance, press into persistence, and keep on keeping on for the fight? I've always said this. I learned it early. Kids aren't afraid of the dark. They're afraid of being alone in the dark. Yeah. And this life... Here's some great news. You may feel alone. You may feel like everything's gone, but you're never alone. Mm-hmm. And hope is never lost. That's just a perspective issue. That's right. It's just whether or not you're going to understand that. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Mm-hmm. Though my mother and father forsake me, the psalmist said, the Lord will deliver me up. He sticks closer than a brother. Casting all my cares upon him because he cares for you. When you realize that peace and that ultimately God's got a purpose that he wants to accomplish in and through you, if you can get that alignment right, you can climb any mountain. And I'll tell you what, you'll watch a lot of sunsets. Life will be beautiful. That's joy. That's hope, that's love, and that's peace in your heart. Mm. That's freedom. When you're free, you can play. Mm. I love that, Dad. Dad, I I can't thank you enough. Um, Today, you've just dropped so many, I would say, golden nuggets of wisdom that we can take with us and begin implementing in our, I say, idea and game plan of life of implementing and sparking positive change in all that we do. I just wanted to thank you uh, personally on the podcast just for all that you do for me, for our family. You know how much I love you. You know, you're so much more than my boss and my mentor and my coach um, and my dad, but you're my best friend. And so I, I love you more than anything. Thank you for joining us today. Thanks for your, your willingness and your time. Now we're going to go watch some Sunday football. But, Dad, I, I appreciate you. I always have. Love you, Zach. Love you, Dad. Joseph Campbell once said, the cave you fear may hold the treasure you seek. And he went on to ask the question, well, why? He said, because to face the dancing shadows is to gain power over them. My friends, so many of us settle for this victimhood mentality. We always are going to experience pain in this life. But as dad said, it's how we respond in the midst of that pain that ultimately will steer our potential in life. It's the perspective that matters the most. My friends, I hope you got so many nuggets of wisdom. I mean, my dad, I feel like was passing out gold to us today. I hope you guys are writing down some of the things that he had to share because he really gave us this game plan that we begin, we can begin implementing. I mean, it's so practical in our daily lives. I want to walk you guys back through those six steps really, really quick. The first step, accepting responsibility. If we have a dream, goal, aspiration, anything in mind, or if we want to create positive change and we have that out there, we can see it, but we can't touch it quite yet. I'm telling you guys, if you can see something, the first step in reaching a goal is understanding where you're at. We have to be responsible for what's going on in our daily lives today. Number two, we have to become teachable, surrounding ourselves with others, bringing people in, having that tight-knit group of people that can pour into us, that can challenge us, that can sharpen us, that can love on us, and that care about us and want us to see want to see us reach heights that only, only God really knows about. Number three, we got to get something done. 
right? There are moments when we're going to be laying down in the ring of life. We got people that are there encouraging us, but it takes a choice from us to get back up. It takes a choice from us to keep on going. It takes a choice from us to turn our hardest season into our harvest season. Number four, we have to grow and build our passion, right? Our conviction, everything that we do, we don't just want to love it, man. We want to love it so much that we're willing to suffer and endure for it. Be persistent. Bring some passion to it. Number five is we have to choose to forgive. There are going to be relationships. We're going to get hurt along the way, as dad said. We're going to get wounded. But I'm telling you, rather than sucking down that poison and holding on to it, choose to let it go. Choose to move on. Choose freedom. Right? Scripture says that we are called to forgive others just as we ourselves have been forgiven because of what Christ did on that cross at Calvary. He, was, he paid the substitutionary death on our behalf. He forgave us. Therefore, we should forgive other people. And then the last step is being persistent, choosing to persevere. There's an old adage that talks about when we face challenge and adversity in life, let it be a speed bump and not a roadblock. Help us to keep going when we hit that speed bump. Even if we hit a lapse, don't let us relapse to where we were at. Help us to keep going. Like Dad said, three steps forward, two steps back. At least we're moving. We're in the right direction. We're making progress. Just keep going. Keep reinventing yourself. Take it to another notch every single day. Compete against yourself every single day. Demand more from yourself than anyone else could possibly expect from you is what Michael Jordan said. Don't compete with other people. Compete with what you're capable of. Accept responsibility. Become teachable. Get something done. Grow in your passion. Choose to forgive and be persistent. And I'm telling you guys, if you can do those six very practical things day in and day out, you will see the change that you're ultimately looking for. My friends, thank you guys so much for joining us. I hope you enjoyed my dad. I love sharing with him. He has. He is truly um, one of the most incredible people I've ever met. I know he said this about his dad in the podcast, but I can say this about mine as well. He truly is the kindest man I've ever met in my entire life. As always, you guys, thank you so much for joining us. And we hope to see you next week for another episode of the Month of Motivation here on the Built Different Podcast.